This episode of the Digiday Podcast is sponsored by Kiwi. Facebook's newsfeed changes continue to challenge publishers. It's not so simple as swearing off Facebook. Publishers need to figure out how to work for their business goals. If you're a publisher, get to know Kiwi. Publishers like the New York Times, Condé Nast, National Geographic, and BBC all use Kiwi to distribute content profitably. Yes, profitably on Facebook. Find out how at kiwi.co. That's K-E-Y-W-E-E dot co. Kiwi, making stories relevant and powerful. Hello and welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Brian Marcy. This week, I am joined by Kara Swisher, co-founder of Recode and Podcast Star. Kara is a longtime technology journalist and has her own podcast, Recode Decode. If you have not listened to it, you should. Uh, It's where she talks to bigwigs in tech, media, and government to figure out the future of tech, work, and more. In this episode, Kara and I talked about how Facebook only pretends to care about the media, her upcoming TV stint, the scale factor for Recode's events business, and much more. One note, we recorded this podcast prior to the Facebook Cambridge Analytica news breaking. Hope you enjoy it. Kara, welcome to the podcast. Thank welcome you so to my much. podcast. Your podcast. I just was taping my podcast. I know. Yeah. I got to hear you read um, ads. Sheets ads. Yeah, I'm good at that. You were doing a The really sheets good are job. very nice, let me just Brooke say. Brooklyn. Um, They're good. They're see? good sheets. I like Extra. them. So I want to talk to you about Facebook and media. Um, since sure. we focus on the media, you sort of have one foot in each world. Yeah. Um, is Facebook breaking up with the media right now? You know, it's interesting. I don't think they ever were going out with the media. I think the media the thought media they were thought going. So. I know, they but I don't. I know, but you know what? I I'm really old, and I remember AOL did the same thing, and <laughs> AOL was courting the media, and then wasn't. You know, because their business changed, and they at one point remember. I remember being at a big media confab that Steve Case ran in a hotel in Virginia for all the media partners, and they were so happy to be there, and they gave them free food and all kinds of snacks, and. Then later, turn around and charge them. I mean, it was just inevitable that the pat when the power dynamic changed, it would change. And in Facebook's case, you know, they wanted to, they needed the media to make that newsfeed more interesting, um, and and beyond what it did. And then uh, when it turns out the media is kind of messy, as it's turned out for them, uh, you know, they and they can't figure out a monetization strategy, which I think they haven't yet. Um, it's a problem. It's a problem. So. Do you put the blame more on media not going into this with their eyes wide open, just always looking for a new savior, or on Facebook just constantly, constantly changing? Well, constantly uh, you changing know, it's good. They've done this has happened before on Facebook with gaming. If you remember Zynga, yep. remember they get them to pay ads. They were they made these businesses, and then it, it was re- in their IPO, right? Exactly. And so I just think they're there for what they do, and people should understand that. Period. It's what they do is they try to use as much free material as possible to create to get people to stay on that platform. And it's a platform of engagement. Um, a, uh, I call it a slot machine of attention. They want to keep you there and constantly engage in some fashion. And they don't much care what does that, I think. I think they pretend to care, and I think they take, give a lot of speeches and go around to a lot of media organizations and sell that vision of it. But, you know, just like what, what uh, Campbell Brown uh, said on, on stage at Code Media recently, it's not my business to make publishers successful, something like that on Facebook. Yeah. Which it was I refreshing. Was, she was kind of honest about well, yeah, that. I mean, right. a lot of times it's it's sugarcoated, I think. Of course it is, because they like the, you know, the idea that they have fancy on that, but they don't care. I mean, if you think they care about more than you, then 
I don't know, a squirrel video, you're crazy. I mean, I know you think you're better, like media does, but we're not. It's just the same thing, as long as it keeps them engaged. And, you know, the thing is when they don't, like, when they did Facebook Live, I, I didn't do a lot of it. They were pushing me, Kara, you're so prominent. I was like, what for? And they're like, because it'd be good for you, it would help your brand. I'm like, how? Like, explain, give me the numbers, how it would help my brand. Maybe I would do it. Give me the numbers, how I would make money from it. I'd be happy to do it. But it never was anything behind. This is cool and you'll get better known. I'm like, I'm famous enough. Like, you know, I mean, it didn't, it didn't, it was never, it was never pointing me, but everybody rushed into that Facebook Live video. I felt it was a waste of my time. Um, you know, if, 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 you know, to me, YouTube is a better chance. Like, that makes sense to me. It's like you create something, get an audience, get paid a cut. Like, okay, that makes sense. It seems a little better organized. I probably, they probably don't have enough stuff in terms of how to develop YouTube mm -hmm. uh, personalities. Like, how do you, where do you move after five years of doing the same stupid thing? Like, how do you develop? I think that's where they fall down. But in general, that, that system, I just, they didn't promise me a rose garden. And if I do well, I do well. If I don't, I attract an audience, I don't. So how does this intersect with there are issues around like Logan Paul's and others? Right, well, obviously we'll get yeah. to the, the the brand safety thing. But right. how does this end up intersecting with the Russia issue? Because these two things sort of went yeah. together. I mean, together Facebook, yeah. Facebook, whether they were dating media or not, um, they, they certainly got whether they stumbled into it or not, they became much much more involved in the media. Sure, because again, media is messy. Like, but they have all this media, they get well, taken they wanted advantage. the upside, but not the downside. Right, of course, because they don't want to deal with the messy part. They don't really like the press, like, as a group of people. I mean, they don't dis they're they not horribly dislikeful. They're very friendly. They're not, like, I don't find them hostile to the press. But, you know, it doesn't, their popularity depends on... Well, they're surprised when the press is oh, skeptical God, the worst. of them. They're, they're like, the oh, my God, are you, how could I'm you possibly I'm so nice. I've gotten so our... many, oh, Kara, you know, I'm really nice. Why would you say that about Facebook? And I'm like... Um, so that's not an act. They believe that. I think so. Yes, okay. they do. They're very, very, they're very delicate, delicate flowers. <laughs> you know, it's like, like paper mache. They like wilt. So do you expect them now to be inching further away from the media? Yes. I, unless it works. I guess they'll inch back if it works, if there's some way to do it. I mean, I was just doing a podcast about sports rights. I think they'll probably be big in that area. They've been, you yeah, know. Because it's not controversial. Yeah. They don't want like nothing to, to do the with sports. News. Or like entertainment. You know, they've watched, you know, as Netflix and Google and Amazon and Apple have gotten into this space. I don't know how they can ignore that. Um, it's either long form or short form video. I think they have to play in that area. Um, or else they become somewhat irrelevant. Unless they're just a utility, which is communications utility, uh, which that might be the only thing. Like Instagram is media, right? That's mm -hmm. a different kind of media. But they, Instagram doesn't rise and fall based on celebrities being on there. People like to use it because they like to share pretty pictures yeah. on vacation. I mean, Facebook likes celebrities. They like a celebrities attached to, yeah. to Facebook Watch. Uh, yeah, but they used to um, they used to do a lot. We used to have interviews. Randy Zuckerberg did interviews, and they oh, right. broadcast yeah, them. I mean, they've tried everything. It's just they're not – they. They, I, the only issue I have is they're a media company and they pretend they're not. They're a new kind of media. What does that mean? What is that? It's a new kind not, of media. They're not the same as Rico. Yes, but why not. do you have to do that? Why is that the definition? Maybe there's a new kind of media company which has all the power and has to start to think about values and standards of what's on their medium. You know, these issues around YouTube and Logan Paul and all and the Russia things on right. Facebook. There's a point where they have to take responsibility for their platform. So that's where I think it's interesting is where how Russia will push this issue of of Facebook's responsibility as a quasi media entity. Well, only push if there's a if there's a payment to be made if the government comes in and finds it, or there's some regulatory action, which I don't see. I just interviewed Chuck Schumer, and he didn't seem inclined to 
do it. Although I just interviewed Cory Booker. I met with John Senator John Warner, uh, both senators who are very anti-Facebook, I would say, or more more so than Democrats have been in the past. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a price to pay. Well, I haven't seen that yet, except for it looks like they helped the Russians in some way. Yeah. Either, either uh, not meaning to, but they did because their platform was built that way. But it would seem like the, a, a big risk for Facebook and Google, uh, but more Facebook, is that they become the new tobacco companies. Well, that's an, you know, that's interesting. I see press do that a lot. I mean, do they kill you? That's a little bit. That, that, it gives them an ability no, to fight No, but if they're making that. us addicted and they're, they're making not us making dumber. Yes, they're, they're doing things that are addicting. They have a product that's addicting, and I agree with you. And I, I, I think that they have to think hard about how their product is used. It's the same thing if it's Russia or um, – whether it's the algorithm being gained or content being misused or fake news going up or advertising that is targeted to anti-Semitic groups, they've got to control their platform. I mean, really, that's what they do. And if you, if a broadcast network lost control of its platform like this, you know government would come down on it like a ton of bricks. Like suddenly an ad went up without checking that was incorrect and inaccurate or, you know, just they have to get control of their platform. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Nick Thompson on this podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he made a point that I, I don't think had been made a lot, which is that a big threat to Facebook is that this this avalanche of criticism will make it not the preferred place to work yeah. in Silicon Valley. Well, like, that that's the big yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, I think the reason it won't be the perfect work is because it's a big old company and people don't right. like working for big old companies. I think that's their more... People like upside. Yeah, and I also... There's a cycle, no matter how you slice it. Remember how big AOL was? It bought Time Warner, and then it wasn't. It isn't. You know, it it, it changed. I think it changed. And I think what's more problematic for them is not that, that people weren't there, because I think it's already too big for a lot of really innovative... You know, there's a lot of innovative people there. Like, the people at Instagram, I think, are really innovative. I love the WhatsApp people. It's just a big company. And so if you're making a decision of working for a big company or a small one, there's no question. It's a big... I I talked to someone today, Facebook, and they're like, I don't know, this is just so big. This is just... They don't want to work at a big company anymore. And so that's one of the issues. The second issue is, um, you know, people get tired of company... Like, products. And, you know, younger people don't use Facebook. Now, my son, for example, I use my sons, both of them, um, use Instagram, Mm -hmm. but not as much as Snapchat. They still use Snapchat a lot. And I know Snapchat's had its issues, but they definitely don't use Facebook. That's when you say Facebook, they're like, mom uses that, right? Um, They they have a vision of Facebook that is not every, and I don't see them graduating to it. They just never used it. They're never going to use it. Um, And a lot of their friends are like that, I think. Right, but Facebook will keep buying apps that. Um, yeah, that's their goal. Yeah, yeah, out. they've got it. Like it's like owning a lot of uh, magazines or networks or whatever. But you know, but I don't know if it's enough. I'll tell you that. Right. So, in Silicon Valley right now, I think it's going through an interesting period. In that, um, it was always the good guys, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden. A lot of times, it's being cast as the bad no, guys. No, they thought they were the good guys. That's right, no, different no, well, from I mean, they were the good guy. I never thought they were the good I, guys. I thought they were business people who got. That's true. I'm just saying they were always held up as by themselves. Like yeah, yeah but the a press lot of media too, yeah. went went, yes, went along with it. It was yes, sort of it was fanboy. You know, it, it was a lot of it was born by Steve Jobs, who everybody loved. You know, and he was so fantastic and well. And let me just say. A lot of the inventions are astonishing. Like, they are. Like, good for them, like, for creating the mobile phone. You know, all this stuff is really fantastic. I think what comes afterwards, it's what's more difficult. But that seems to be something you're focused on, too. I mean, right. they're meeting the political realm. I mean, we're seeing this right. particularly with Russia. I know right. with, with Rob. It's not a good look. With Rob Goldman's right. tweets, oh, it was God. very 
very not good. It got worse too. Like that was the time. I, I talked to PR. They're like, oh, I talked to Cheryl Sandberg. She's like, that's not what we think. Like she was sort of like, no, um, you know. And others, they were. I think we she's still stage. tweeting. I think we're on stage recently when she talked about that. Um, no, what I, what I think it was, I think they were trying to get at a point of view, which is we feel responsible for this. We are trying to fix it. It's the right message. We were wrong in parts. You know, we we know we didn't see this coming. We are doing our best through AI and human. I think they, those are the messages they should be saying, right? And then Rob goes on there and says, not our fault, like mm-hmm. essentially. And he was being technically possibly right, but I'm not He's, even clear he was correct. Yeah. Um, and, but what an asshole, like essentially I'm, I like Rob, but you know what I mean? Like what an air, what a picture of an arrogant tech person when the overall thematic story is something went wrong here at Facebook, which is a hundred percent accurate. And then him saying technically over here, and it wasn't, he was only talking about ads when content was a bigger issue more than ads. Um, and it just was, yeah, I see probably he felt under siege and felt he should say something, but he should have, should have. Uh, not mm-hmm. he should have said and so then he goes on and everyone goes after him and then I think I just said hush I think I, text, I said hush Rob hush you know what I mean stop like, take your Tesla and drive back to your expensive home <laughs> in Palo Alto and just drown your sorrow in your in your giant wine cellar you know what I mean like stop um, and probably he be doing intermittent fasting, yeah exactly actually. intermittent fasting and uh, I don't know if he has a wine cellar <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I don't know if he, he probably fast. has a Tesla which I'm guessing a Tesla but I'm I just, just I, I, no but then his guy, the other guy Boz, Boz yeah he always well, I saw him in, the he other always day. comes in over the yeah he does yeah I'm head. over here at VR but I'm gonna come <laughs> over so he comes in is like oh don't you believe in his parents and Kara and I'm like yeah but I don't believe in look like an asshole like you know they just didn't they, they're so like so easily it's like the people who backlash the Me Too movement well not all men are jerks I'm like no <laughs> but that's not we're not talking about you men good men right now you need to get in the back and hush up while we talk about the back. So ones. is this changing Silicon Valley, though, I wonder? Because, I mean, Silicon Valley, it, it's this drumbeat of, of, there be, there, of negativity mm-hmm. now. And I, it, clearly, they haven't been used to this, whether that was you know an image they built up that a lot right. of people brought into. But there is a little thin skinness. I just wonder sure. whether that's... that's Well, you know, it's, I think it's a growing up period. I think it's important. Look what happened to Microsoft. Look how far that went. It went to this, the, the United States government a finding against them um, in a in a trial that was not good for Microsoft. You know that trial was I covered it for the Washington Post and yeah, the Bill uh, Gates deposition yeah, not right. a good look. Oh, that was a terrible. I was like, whoa, whoa, and he had been like that way before that. Just you know, if you knew him early, early on, he had that same attitude, that arrogant. You know, we can do no wrong. We are changing the world. Get out of our way and stop arguing with our fantasticness. Just you know, we'll deliver you the innovations. You be quiet. Um, and no matter how we do it, essentially. And I don't think that was good for my, that was a huge miss. I think it set back Microsoft quite a bit, innovatively, and um, and set it back as a company. Now, it's doing mm-hmm. just fine, but it's certainly not what it what it could have been. I guess could have been is where I want to, it's yeah. a very strong company, and Satya Nadella is a very strong leader um, and has done a great job rolling back a lot of that attitudinal stuff at Microsoft. But, um, but it, did, it didn't do them any favors to do that. Is so. Facebook's fate to be Microsoft? No, I think there's too many of them. There's too, there's too many of them in power. You've got, you know, you've got Google and Amazon and um, Apple. Microsoft's in there, I think, but probably not deserve to be in there. Um, so, you know, and, and Facebook. So I think there's – I think the question is will politicians act and what have they done that's actually damaging? Like, you know, calling them cigarette manufacturers, again, we'll get back to that. I just don't think is the right – 
you know, an addiction. I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like the same thing. Although I, guess I, I mean, like, like perception-wise. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it's stupid like, on the media's part to make that comparison because here we are overstating it as usual. Um, I think it's more like uh, slot machines. Like slot machine. I think people get that. Like mm-hmm. gambling is not good if it becomes addictive. So the latest idea that uh, Rupert Murdoch has, has come oh, up yeah, with, him. it always has great ideas, uh, is that, you know, they should cut cut checks, big yeah. checks, That's Rupert fees. who bought MySpace and ran it into the ground, that guy, right? He, he's actually the I've one. I've heard who, of him. He, yeah. he dismissed Facebook as just a directory, I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember everything he said. It's like, a, it's like a phone book. Yeah, come on. He's been so wrong about everything about the internet. It, like, I don't know. Maybe they could do a Fox News segment on it. And let's let's get to Fox and what they've done to our country too. Like and that and then cable in general, Rupert. Like you know how they've demeaned and upset the, the, all all. Okay, but know. I guess the, the point is a lot oh, of people. Oh, sorry. Actually, back to what he wants to say. Okay. Does he have? Does we, does this man who's done so many part, but the, 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 character assassination? <laughs> I think he doesn't know anything about the internet. He doesn't. He has done a bad job with the. Okay, but he knows stuff about media. And he knows he how to, certainly to does. collect money yes. off of media. Yeah. And his idea was okay. Pay us. Pay us, pay us for this content. Yeah, he's not but then I, I feel like other people are are, are gravitating towards this because they're like, oh, money. But then there's a question. How about find a way to make money together? Right. That's the way you do it. You pay us is is never going to happen. They they don't care. They won't put it on there. It's not going to hurt them not to have, you know, Fox News site. You know, I don't know if you saw that New York Times story today about how they all they do on the Fox News site is write about teachers who seduce young men. Which oh yeah, they is, love like, that Never story. happens. They have like like an enormous amount. It's so, like. The journalistic standards there aren't the highest in the world. But, um, you know, they're not going to pay for that. They're not going to pay for it. So you can demand it all you want. You're not going to get it. I mean, uh, Jonah Peretti was at your conference, yes, I believe. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And he was... Who I, I think is a wonderful, a talented digital person who knows <laughs> a thing or two. Uh, and yet he's talking about this. Being paid. Yeah, well, he, he would. That's in his business plan. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's not... What, who, so where what does would you pay it go? for? Like like cable, like you're an HBO on a cable network. That's the idea, right? Yeah, well, that's their... Well, if they would, if Facebook would make some choices, if they could figure out what they... If they could figure out a way to make money from it, sure, why not? Sure, yeah, but that's the thing. is they, The monetization issue is really the problem. How do you monetize mm-hmm. this stuff? How do you create monetizable things? And so they're only going to pay for it until unless they can get a money for it so you know a cable companies make money from HBO because people subscribe because of HBO and then they give a vig to to Richard Plepler and then that's good that's works out just well and that seems very fair mm-hmm. um, the other just pay for it I don't, I don't think they're going to do it until they can figure out a way to monetize it quick break for a word from our sponsor publishing is in a transition phase with publishers taking a hard look at where Facebook fits in their strategies but the truth is Facebook is still critical for most publishers The question for publishers now is how to use Facebook profitably. Enter Kiwi. You see, Kiwi helps hundreds of publishers use Facebook to drive more traffic, increase video viewership, drive subscriptions, or sell products. Kiwi can find and target the audiences that matter most at the best price. Visit kiwi.co to learn more. That's K-E-Y-W-E-E dot co. Kiwi, making stories relevant and powerful. Thank you for sponsoring Kiwi. Check them out. So when you talk with media executives, what do you think they get wrong about the platforms? All of everything. They're just still in this mindset of they – they, they, they get wrong the panic, I think, for years. It remains this panic of what are we going to do. And the fact of the matter is people are getting their information in lots of new ways that have nothing to do with them. And so it's hard. Like I think that's the part. And I don't find – 
many of them particularly creative in how to solve that problem. Um, or I, solve I their own problems. Solve their own problems. Like right. why aren't people watching television? Like the NFL, why aren't they doing that? Well, maybe because people aren't sending their kids to football. I don't send my kids to football. You know, I wouldn't do that. Maybe the culture is shifting. Maybe you should have thought about that. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like mind your own business so you won't be minding mine is one of my greatest <laughs> mottos. Um, but I think that they don't have a sense that of what their own business is. When when I was at the Washington Post, and I believe me, Don Graham is one of the greatest mentors I've ever had. He's wonderful. But I don't think they saw – I covered the end of retail. You know, <laughs> Their biggest advertisers were going out of business. Walmart didn't advertise. This is pre-Amazon. Mm-hmm. And they didn't anticipate it. Like they didn't anticipate the end of classifieds, You know, not just Washington Post, but everybody. And so I think understanding your business – like I'm constantly thinking about what I should do to change. Right now I'm like, hmm, this isn't quite – Something's happening. Like, how can we get – okay, Recode worked five years ago like this. It worked 10 years ago like this, and we changed it, and then we changed it again. We added – you know, we had conferences from the beginning to make revenue. We added podcasts. I got very interested in podcasts because we made some money from it. And um, I just I'm, – I'm constantly rethinking, should we do it this way? And I don't think they do that. I think they stay in the same stasis until it's disaster time. I mean, we sold Recode because I was like, okay, everyone's mm-hmm. getting funded this much. I also think there's a content winner coming. Monetization is hard. I have to sell. Like, they don't think like that. So what was that experience like? I mean, selling. so uh, of, well, not the selling part. Let's go to the the, right. the starting and right. then selling. Oh, you right. know, obviously you you, you were at, at the Wall Street Journal. You were doing all things D. Well, we started it there. It's the right. same thing. We started it there. That was hard to get them to do. I'll tell you that. They just were averse to change. You know, think small and think smaller is how I thought about working there. Okay. So you broke up with them. We broke up with them. And then you went off and you became an entrepreneur. Well, it just wasn't, they weren't going to do, there was, it was going to always stay small. Like we could, there was an investment made and, and you know, they, it just was, it, maybe we were small, but how do you know what, you know what I mean? Like we had some track record. That was my thing. Um, but why and, do you think they didn't invest in it? Just protecting the core business? I don't think the they thought business? about it. I don't think they even thought they gave it. A, they just, they had other things to think about. I don't know. They were okay. doing, I don't know. I don't know. It's there. You know, we got, probably got too much of the revenue. Uh, I mean, profits, me and Walt. Yeah. Probably. But, but struck they too good of a deal. We did. We struck too good. I remember them being mad at me. I was like, what are you mad at me for striking a good deal? You struck it. It, it was funny. It was, it, I don't know. It just was, well, maybe we're difficult to work with because we're entrepreneurs. I'm sure that was said, you know, because women are so difficult and irrational. <laughs> um, I think, uh, you know, they, we could have done something really, they changed a lot of executives and then they were in the midst of all those problems. You know, the, 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 the trial and uh, the thing, the investigation in Britain. They had phone other, hacking. The phone, they had other a little bit. There's fry. some that wasn't things. that wasn't a good look for us, for, right. for them to us for for sure. We were sort of disturbed by that. Um, and then we raised the money and um, and the we, idea was make it big, make it big. But then everyone raised four times the amount within six months, and I was like, oh god, that means I have to get money from. Venture so what you campus. saw like the Buzzfeeds and and well, others. we raised twelve million dollars total. I think we never we spent about a million of it. I think something like that. Not much. Um, but it was – I was seeing a lot of companies get four times the amount. And I covered this stuff enough to know that means I'm the, I'm the one without the chair. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so I was anticipating having to raise more money, which I don't think at the time there was a lot of money flashing, flashing around. You know, money goes in and out, essentially yeah. like the ocean. Um, I think we could have raised more money then. But did I want to? Did I want to, did, did I want to be a CEO? I was spending a lot of time doing business stuff, which I'm not bad at. 
um, would have hired a CEO, you know, the whole thing, mm-hmm. the whole thing. And and probably rethought it as a subscription service would be my guess, would probably one direction we would have gone in possibly. Um, and so there's lots of ways we could have gone, but raising more money was not a thing I wanted to do because we would have had to give venture capitalists a lot of the power. We Walt and I controlled 66% of the uh, of the company, and we wouldn't have, and and fairly we wouldn't have if we accepted all that money. And then, what do we do with that money? And it just, and they already had it. Like I think Mashable raised a ton of money at the time. Um, Business Insider raised a pile, um, and Vox, the others had all raised a ton, ton more, and so it would have been problematic. But what was, I mean, the question is like, how would it have scaled? I mean, because it was very, it was events based. Yeah, that was one thing that was doing really well. You could have done right. more events. You could have done more versions of it. Recode uh, health, recode. You could have done a lot. There were lots of ways. As I was saying, um, I just, I, I just raising more money was a problem for me. I just didn't want to, because I didn't want to do this, and the other option was this, and this didn't seem like it. This seemed very problematic like how to do this and then these guys are doing a great job right when you sold i mean we talked to other people too that wasn't they weren't the only one yeah when you sold i mean you said like basically that this was a a scale game absolutely explain that the game we were in was a scale game if we had gone to subscriptions that would have been interesting and the conferences are not a scale game it's like putting on a broadway show right Right. putting recode conferences a broadway show that's what it is. Like it's not a. But they can not, be a very profitable. Broadway they, shows can very be very prof- profitable. Listen, good margins. Code's been good to me. All things D's been good to me. I have a very nice house. It, <laughs> you know, we make a lot of money. We make a lot of money in those. But you know, they also are at least the code conference. As far as I can tell, we're dependent on Walt and I, and now me and Peter Kafka. You know, so that's a problem. Like, can you? You know what I mean? Like, right. What well, that's I, the part that doesn't scale. Exactly. So, so, th- but you can still, you could like, we have a great conference, Jason Del Rey, that's doing very well, very yeah. good revenue, strong revenues, um, profitable. Um, but you, you can, you can only do so many of those. You have to, those take a while to, to germinate. Jason has become this amazing commerce reporter. And now he has two events we do. We're doing one in a couple of weeks in Vegas, and then we're doing another one in September. Um, but you can, you know, Peter has code media, um, mm-hmm. but it takes a while to make those. And so that's another, you know, it's, scaling is hard. It's, but it, it may, it's a very nice little business. I'll tell this you. Is Podcasts are a great business. Another thing they I are. did a couple of They're years ago. They're underrated. And now you're branching it into TV. Yes. That's okay. me. That's Kara because I have no end to my narcissism. No, um, I don't. I'm not interested in web video. I'm just not. I, you know, they've come to me. Many I remember times. your flip cam videos. Uh, those were brilliant, and I was way before <laughs> that, everybody else. Let me just say, I, I'm they were very authentic. Back. They were, weren't they? I, I saw one that Maybe I did. I sent one to. <laughs> I sent one to someone that I did with Mark Zuckerberg, where I literally am like making him like so uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. Kara. I'm like, I don't care. Here's my camera in your face. That was early on. That was pre cell phone. That was that was. I had I was I had the you know what that was YouTube in a lot of ways. You pivoted the video before it I did, but now I'm gonna I'm there's something there that I'm gonna return to. I've just been mulling on that. Okay. I was like, those were good. Like, but why were they good? What was good about them? And I can I don't know, I have an idea around around web video actually that I'm kind of in, interested in. But not okay, with but what TV, everyone's doing. But TV. TV. So so I had been doing a lot of stuff on NBC and I I, I, I like I love NBC by the way. They they're great partners. Um and I've been on CNN and other things like that, but mostly NBC because they were an investor mm-hmm. first in in Recode and then in Vox Media after they bought us. Um, so here's the deal. I'm on cable, whatever cable station I'm on, it doesn't matter. The way cable's set up is it's such a scream fest. It's such a reductive scream fest of like, you know, Facebook, dead or alive. And I'm like, uh, 
Well, it's very complicated. Yeah, no, I worked for the McLaughlin Group. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I I testified against him in a sexual harassment trial. People don't realize that about me. Yes, he was an awful human being, and may he not rest in peace. Um, He was. uh, uh, Yeah, I did. I I worked for that show, so I know a lot about that. Um, That's why I sound like that was actually good. (laughs) Issue one: one being nuclear Armageddon. I used to write those lines, (laughs) just so you know, when I was a kid, when I was in my twenties. so, um, God, that was the single worst experience of my life working for him. So I find it reductive and screaming. You have six heads and you learn nothing. Like, I believe in substantive conversations. And Phil Griffin, who is uh, head of MSNBC, who's his very funny guy, um, he it was a podcast fan of mine and said, I just love this. He'd write me notes. I love this podcast. I love this podcast. This was so amazing. This He was like, these are just, I'm learning so much. And I'm like, yeah, why don't your television be like that? Like, why not have substantive discussions? And 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 I had been sort of school marmy with the tech companies as 18 months ago. I started on this, You Better Grow Up. I wrote a You Better Grow Up column last December, December 2016. I wrote a How Could You Go to Trump Tower Without Talking About Immigration before this immigration thing blew up. And so I was being, I was in a school marm mode of like, okay. you know what I mean? Like scold, Kara Swisher, the scold of Silicon Valley. And and I was angry. I was starting to get angry about how they're the wealthiest people in the world and they were abrogating their responsibilities. And that things that were coming uh, that I was starting to really study up on, AI, robotics, automation, um, self-driving, they're not thinking of the consequences mm. to jobs. And so I was very interested in the future of work. I just suddenly got like, not just, okay, self-driving car is going to replace truck drivers. It's going to replace parking garages and mechanics and gas stations and insurance companies. And what if AI replaces lawyers? It should. It could be able to. What about accountants? Why do we need accountants? A lot of this is Doctors. Digital. A lot of what do- doctors do is doctors. pattern matching. Pattern it matching. Be... Computers do it better. Yeah. Let's be honest. To me, it wasn't, it wasn't a value judgment. It was like, it's going to happen. We're going to get that. We're going to have AI, whether it's automation. I saw this amazing Amazon warehouse where... It's just better. It is. And you can talk about the social implications, but no business isn't going to do this. Like, they're not because it doesn't make any sense to do otherwise. So I was at this – at last year at Code, I had Mark Andreessen, who I've been arguing with for 20 years now at this point. He and I always argue about everything. I'm always right, Mark, just so you know. <laughs> um, and he said it's like carrots, like farming to manufacturing and better jobs will result. Well, in the broad sense, directionally, he's probably right. But I was like, what about the blacksmiths that, ha- that mm-hmm. had horses and stuff like that? And he's like, oh, what about the blacksmiths? And I was like, what about the blacksmiths? Like, but is that a necessary attitude for innovation? You can't stop every Of course minute. not, but you still have wor- real-world implications. So I wanted to talk about that, and that's right. what got me to okay. the show. So it, it's all, all these changes are all around technology. Every one of them is a technological leap that we're about to make. And this is not cat videos. This is not apps on your phone. This is not HQ trivia. Who the fuck cares about that? Automation and robotics alone are going to shift our jobs. Um, our education system is deeply flawed. Our infrastructure system is not ready for self-driving cars. So everything is linked with a technology thing that I'm interested in. So I, so I said, Phil, we need to talk about the future of work with the people who are making the future. So let us mm-hmm. talk to Google and Apple and Elon Musk, at, at, you know, at Tesla. Let's talk to the car manufacturers. Let's talk to um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg or someone from Facebook. All these companies that are making the future. Let's talk to them and have town hall meetings with real people and discuss these issues. We don't have to have solutions, but let's start to talk about it because who's responsible? Government, the tech companies, media company, like everybody. Who's responsible mm-hmm. for this? And 
I don't know. And that's what I wanted to explore. So these are town hall machines of great substance, I think. They're going to be of great. Do you think the, these these executives are, are taking on that mantle of responsibility yet, or are they still in denial? I think they need to start talking about it, and that's what I wanted okay. to do. And that's, that, that's the pitch I make to them. I'm like, you know what? You sit around talking about the shitty press who is always so reductive and always does stories that are so one-sided. I said, here's your chance to talk. Let's have a discussion. But you know what? I'm going to give you a hard time. You're going to answer. If you want to talk about it, you're going to answer some real hard questions. And if you really care about the future, then you will sit down with me and talk about it because I'm a fair person. I can do, you know, but I'm not going to give you a, a press release that your AI will be okay. Tell me why AI will be okay. Make the argument, you know. We'll see if it works on TV. And mm-hmm. I think I think the, to think citizens are so dumb that they don't care about big issues is a mm-hmm. real insult that the media always does to regulars, not regulars, any citizen. Well, look at the the, the town hall that CNN did after oh, the Florida amazing. shooting. That was actually good TV Emotional, and it was substantive. substantive. So yeah. it's possible. It's, it's not That's just possible. It's we don't challenge ourselves right. enough and we pretend <laughs> that people don't like boring things. I can't – you don't learn – you don't feel good – after a session on Twitter, you just don't. Like, you just don't. You don't feel good watching a cable news show where they're screaming at each other. You feel good after a cable news show where there's substantive discussion. And it, it discounts our – it discounts everyone. Everyone has an opinion about this. Everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. Everyone, No matter how educated you are, you get it. You, your lizard brain goes, I see. I see this self-driving car. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have to be a genius to see what it means. And where it goes, and by and I want to talk about the benefits too. Less people dying. We don't. Why do we less more efficient, less traffic, less gas? There's all kinds of great yeah. things. Are you optimistic for the future of of media? Sure am. Yeah. Well, give be give me it. the case for being optimistic. I'd be, I'd be moving on to Bitcoin right now, <laughs> which I should. I missed the first. I was offered a job at every major internet company. I would have been so rich, you wouldn't have been able to talk to me. Recrypto. No, recoin. I'm going to make a recoin. Re-coin. No, but I, I, right now I'm like, God, I missed the first internet term when I actually was right there when they were all like poor. Okay. Give me, give me the optimist take. I know you are by your Twitter bio, the grumpy lady. <laughs> I just do that because I'm just making fun of myself. So give me the they're optimist so, take. They're such like, ugh, God, they can't take any kind of criticism of people. Um, I am very optimistic because I think people love the, there's never been more consumption of media. Some of it's really shitty and and non-nutritious. But there's never been more consumption and interest in trading of information than now. I mean the gigabytes, the tribble, trillibytes. I don't even know the word. But there's never been more consumption. Look at the New York Times. Look at the, the this happens to be because a president's in office they can really write about. But um, I think it's it's never been a greater time to be innovative in media. It, there's so many things coming, VR, AR, um, the way we think about news. I think it's just a cool time. I think it's, I, I always think it's a cool time. Though. But how about as a sustainable business? Well, people will think of things. We've done okay. You know, I mean, it may not be enormous businesses, right. but I, I just think it's going to change. That's the only thing you absolutely know. Okay, word association. I'm just going to give you some names, okay. some terms. You just give me the first mm-hmm. thing that comes, you know... Every answer is going to be Peter Kafka, but go ahead. Okay, ready? Travis Kalanick. Oh, God. A billionaire. <laughs> that could be the name. That's I don't want to say anything. I've been tough on him. You know what? I think he presided over – he was a terrible manager and did – I'm. but he's rich, whatever. Is there a second act? Oh, sure. Are you kidding? That guy's driven by so much rage and anger. He's going to – of course he's coming back. He's going to spend all his giant amounts of money and he's going to try to prove everybody wrong, including me. Go ahead. Travis. Elon Musk. Uh, visionary, um, 
little crazy, but in a good way, I guess. I, I know he's had some issues with mental. He's talked about it. He's he's talked about he that he has issues. I like him. I I think he's very. I think he's thinking big thoughts at least. Maybe some of it's hypey. Maybe it's not. But I like that he he actually kind of says it. He said it the other day. I um I'm doing it so people can believe again. I at least he's thinking bigger thoughts. I like that. About okay, him. touched on this a bit. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> nice one. Whatever. He's done – look, he's a really savvy media person. I, some of the stuff he's done is just – I wouldn't do it. I just don't know how he sleeps at night with some of that stuff. I'm yeah. sorry. You just don't – you can't. You, you, I just – ugh. The crypto boom. By the way, I love his sons. By the way, okay. I like his sons. <laughs> Doesn't James, apply to I them. I think James Merrick's a really clever guy. <laughs> crypto boom. I love it. I don't think it's a hype. Really? A big deal. Yep. It's not the dot-com era. No, it, by the way, the dot-com era was like this. It was yeah. con men and a bunch of, you know, remember Michael Wolf had a web company? <laughs> like, come on. It was like that at the beginning. I was there. This is a critical change. It's not cryptocurrency. It's blockchain. It's the decentralization of a lot of things. It's super interesting and has enormous implications. Okay. Uh, money to be made. Universal basic income. Interesting idea. I just did a podcast with Chris Hughes, who was one of the founders of Facebook. We've got to think of ways something, because jo- way jobs are going are going to be changing. And so we've got to think of something. Okay. Final event. final one. All right. You ready? Yeah. President Oprah Winfrey. I love it. You know I love that. You know, I made a whole cabinet. I, I'm so sorry she's not doing it. But, you know, she probably might be good. Like right now, it looks like anybody can do it, right? <laughs> you know, my cat could run the country at this point. It looks like we're not – we're still – like a year in, we're still – I keep touching myself. But, of course, I'll just take one – crazy move by this guy um yeah i like that i like she's fine you know she's a great businesswoman i don't know why she couldn't do it she's not government is different like one thing that i thought when obama left he was super smart about tech is he's like sometimes tech thinks that tech will solve everything some things aren't meant to be solved you know you're not there to make money from government you're not there some things that are just hard to do and you have to do them on a case-by-case basis is a complex thing to govern and people always think it's easy and i i do it uh, you know really great people who are bureaucrats and, and people in government, we always pillory them. But, you know, our country runs pretty well comparatively. It's just humans that are the problem. So I sometimes think tech thinks they'll solve everything. And then media jumps in and, like, why isn't everything solved? And it's a, a, it's a, it's a really complex time. And I think it's really important for media to think hard about what's buffeting their industry and what's buffeting our society and think a, a, little, a little more deeply about how to conduct themselves. Oh, now Kara. I sound like a scold, right? I Here I am, scold. That's where we have to end it. Kara, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. This podcast is produced by Aditi Sangal. If you liked our show, and I really do hope you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. It helps our podcast to be discovered. Before I leave you, I also want to remind you again about Digiday Plus. That is our membership product where you get our magazine, invites to member events, access to our Slack community, and exclusive research. We just wrapped up our spring issue. Um, It focuses on media and marketing after the age of Facebook. To find out more, visit digiday.com and go to the Digiday Plus tab in the menu bar. Digiday Plus is just $395 a year, but if you want a 25% discount, enter code podcast at checkout. Thanks again.